This is 105.9 The Region, and you're listening to Discovery, the radio show for podcasters. Your content, unfiltered. This is Discovery. You're listening to the content producers, content produced by the radio broadcasting students at Durham College. Hello, and welcome to the Keep It on the DL radio show. I am Damar Lewis. For basketball fans, Raptor fans, and everyone who lives and represents the city of Toronto, have you ever had those days where you feel like giving up, where you just feel like you just can't get to where you want to be? Well, I want to talk to you guys about a special guy who probably felt the same way you did not so long ago. But now, he's currently playing for the Toronto Raptors. He's currently their starting point guard, and he wears number 23. He also has a very popular slogan that goes by, bet on yourself. And if you don't know who I'm talking about by now, I'm talking about Fred Van Vliet. Tell everybody the same thing. I always just say like, you know, you can't control when, you don't know where, you don't know why or how, but you'll, you will have at least one opportunity. Most guys, if you're good enough, you know, you'll have at least one opportunity. Van Vliet is, He's stabbed to me as like a dog in the league. Like he's gonna be in the league for a long, long time. However long he wanna play, he's gonna be in the league. And as an undrafted player, I feel like a lot of young guys should be looking at Fred Van Fleet as a as like inspiration. Yeah, for sure. That land, that hill like of feeling sorry for yourself because you feel like the world's against you or the politics or whatever. You just gotta keep working. And then when the opportunity comes, you know, make the most of it. Now, with Fred Van Vliet, I don't even know where to begin. He's having his probably his best NBA season as a as a professional NBA player, uh, leading this Toronto Raptors team to some wins and trying to fight for uh, a nice playoff spot here for uh, for us to contend. And it always hasn't been that way for him. I mean, I've never thought that I've actually, you know, back when Kyle Lowry and DeRozan were were playing for the Raptors, I never thought Fred Van Vliet was going to be next up to you know leading this Toronto Raptors team to some wins. So. It's very inspiring, and I'm very happy for Fred, but it always hasn't been this way for him. If you haven't heard, you know, Fred Van Vliet uh, was an undrafted guard in 2016. Um, he was looking forward to being drafted. Yeah, I mean, he was told by his agent that either he probably potentially could be drafted, but it wasn't recommended, and uh, he, he didn't get drafted. He even threw a party um, for his for um, a, a draft party for him to be drafted, and it just never happened and he actually had to give a speech after he wasn't drafted you know basically saying you know that he you know isn't giving up and he's going to you know get to where he wants to be and soon enough it did happen he was he was then selected by the Raptors G League team the Raptors 905 and uh, fought his way to a uh, G League championship got noticed by Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster and made it onto the Toronto Raptors roster coming off the bench for Kyle Lowry and he's had an amazing Two, two to three years coming off the bench for Kyle Lowry. He's actually had his breakout year in 2019, and that's obviously the year the Raptors won the NBA championship, so Fred has got his an NBA championship. But for some reason, Fred still wasn't satisfied, and we can tell that as, as Raptors fans because he got himself an finals MVP vote. He had an amazing finals run with coming off the bench for Kyle Lowry, and uh, even in the years before that, um, got himself a few all-star votes in the, in the years after the championship run. And it, which leads us to where he is now. I mean, he's averaging 21.5 points per game, 7.0 assists per game, 4.7 rebounds, 1.7 steals, shooting 41% from the field and shooting 40% from three. So in the year 2022, that's right now, he, Fred Van Vliet is doing that as a starting point guard and finally made his way to being a starting point guard in the league. Um, 
He currently has the franchise record for most points scored by a Raptor, dethroning DeMar DeRozan. And that uh, score is 54 points. He did that last year against Orlando Magic. And uh, he's on his way to being an NBA All-Star this season. I really hope he gets it. And uh, his slogan, Bet on Yourself, has been recognized around the league from players by Kevin Durant and Chris Paul. Chris Paul actually used that um, slogan for um, him making it so far. Um and getting criticized by all the all the all the players and other, that he wasn't good enough and wasn't good enough to get to the finals and he got there and referenced it to Fred VanVleet's bet on yourself. So that is honestly so amazing and Fred, it's great to see that you're inspiring and you deserve a round of applause, man. Thank you so much for the inspiration that you've given me and that you've given everybody around the league. Fred, um, you've come a very long way, uh, making it to the NBA player that you are today. And you now have the driver's seat to lead this new Toronto Raptors team to the promised land one way or another. And I think you will. And you're showing everyone to never give up no matter how hard it gets and, and uh, to always be ready. And uh, I would just like to say thank you from me to you um, for, for making me bet on myself and um, going back to school and getting the education for something that I've actually wanted to do. And I'm getting that opportunity right now on this radio show. So I, I would really like to say uh, thank you, Fred, for really inspiring me. This is this is a, something that I've always wanted to do, and you know you've uh, s taught me to always stay ready, and I'm I'm ready right now. I'm I'm getting the opportunity, and uh, I'm happy doing something that I actually wanted to do. So hopefully this inspires a lot more people to to you know truly um, bet on yourself. In the words of Fred Van Vliet, future NBA All Star. I'm Demar Lewis. Have a great day, and thank you for listening to this segment on the Keep It on the DL Radio Show. You're listening to the content producers, content produced by the radio broadcasting students at Durham College. Hi, this is Rona Weir, and welcome to Big Wave Podcast. Coming up today, we got the Ronan's Rendezvous Romance section, where I, Ronan Weir, have done the liberty, done some extensive research. I have gone through trials and trials and found out what's best for dating. I'm going to give you some dating tips. And, you know, they could be bad, they could be good. Disclaimer, I don't know what I'm talking about most of the time, but I have done the liberty of looking at some research, and I believe I have came up with the perfect formula of today's dating in 2022. I know that Valentine's Day is coming up. It's coming up in, in two weeks. Some of you might be lonely. It's understandable to be lonely in this time when you couldn't meet people and it's been very uh, lonely. But okay, we're okay. We're going to get through it. Don't worry. Ronan's here and I'm going to give you some tips. So we're going to split this podcast up into three different sections. First is the catch, I like to call it. It's the initial greeting. So we're going to discuss about online dating or if you do see someone, what you should say to them first. Second, we're going to be talking about picking a location for a date. So there's a lot of do's and there's a lot of don'ts for that. Lastly, we're going to dive into the date, the actual date, what you should talk about, what you shouldn't do, what you should wear, and all that jazz. It's going to be fun. Don't worry. Ronan's got you. Without further ado, let's get right into it. Hey, wait, wait. What are you doing? Listen to me. Uh, look, you love this woman, don't you? Yes. You want to hold her? Yes. Please. Uh, yes. Then you got to, got to try a little tenderness. So there is no shame. No shame whatsoever with using online dating. And people need to get over themselves that find it a big deal. It's honestly okay. And now more than ever, it's acceptable. So the first thing I want to get into is called the catch. 
the catch. The catch is, is how you get them. It's also how you create your profile. So with your profile, you have to put some thought into your profile, actually. It's the first thing you got to do. You got to put find five good pictures of yourself. You got to put some prompts in and, you know, let yourself uh, explain yourself a little. Because if you keep, I promise you, if you keep it dull, you won't get matches and you will have a dull conversation after. So you actually have to put some time into your profile, believe it or not. So for pictures, you're going to want a picture of you doing something you like, whether that be you're into guitars or if you're into sports, just anything that you like. You're also going to want a picture of, of somewhere you're traveled to, whether it be, I don't know, it could be anywhere. It could be if you're in Toronto, somewhere in Toronto. Although you get more marks, you get better feedback if it's somewhere across the pond or somewhere where nobody's been. But get a travel picture, get some around doors, get something you love, and then maybe so something of your family. Girls love it. Girls like it a lot. So you got your profile set up, and you're going to be swiping away. You're going to get your matches. Now what? Now you need a kicker. You need a first line. You need something that catches. Something maybe witty. Something maybe that it's something you're gonna want something that someone can reply to. Do not, do not just say hey. Hey is for horses. Do not start a conversation with hey. A girl will not like it. She will not respond. Also, do not use a disgusting pickup line. That will not do either. Skis, huh? That's right. Great. The yours? Uh-huh. Both of them? Yeah. <sighs> cool. <laughs> so now that you wooed them with a with a quick pickup line, something uh, something where they're gonna answer, you're gonna you're gonna have a back and forth. You're gonna wanna not waste any time and ask to see them because you'll find out really quick if a girl is actually into you and can see you guys going on a date or not right away. Don't waste any time. Ask. After a little bit of a back and forth, ask. The problem is, is that you're going to have to find a location where you guys can see each other. I'm going to give you some do's and don'ts. The good spots are a local brewery, an arcade, a hike, any sort of uh, quick sport, something sporty. A don't is the movies because you're just going to be in silence for an hour or two hours. Don't bring them back to your house or apartment. That's never worked. A girl never wants to just go there right away. It's not good. And don't take them bowling. Bowling is too awkward. It's too awkward when you go and bowl and you walk back to your to your seat. It is way too awkward and you will lose all your confidence. That's a Ronin guarantee. So unfortunately, that's all the time we have left today. It was a blast. This was Ronin's Romance Rendezvous. An RRR coming at you. Thank you for listening. Next week, we are going to get into the actual date. What you should say and what you shouldn't say. But I'll see you next time. This is Big Wave Podcast. Thank you. You're listening to The Content Producers, content produced by the radio broadcasting students at Durham College. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Post Game Heroics. I'm your host, Matthew Zorbis, and what better topic to talk about than the upcoming Super Bowl? The Cincinnati Bengals making their first appearance since 1988. And the LA Rams, after going all in, punching their ticket to the Super Bowl and playing in their own stadium on the biggest stage. So now, I want to get right into this matchup. I'm not going to waste any time. One of the most exciting things about this matchup for me are the receiving cores. You got Cooper Cup, who arguably put up the best receiving season 
we've ever seen in the NFL. He had the triple crown, most most receiving touchdowns, most receiving yards, and most receptions. It was a truly dominant season and could be one of the greats of all time. Versus Jamar Chase, who put up the best rookie receiving numbers of all time and is smashing records, still even in the playoffs. Cooper Cup versus Jamar Chase is going to be one heck of a matchup. And then even the, the secondary players, you got T. Higgins, who has been unbelievable as a second-round pick from the Cincinnati Bengals, and Odell Beckham, who is starting to rejuvenate his career in L.A. after a tumultuous stint in Cleveland. Then we go with the running backs. you got Cam Akers, who was a second-round pick in 2020 for the L.A. Rams, who is unbelievable, tore his Achilles in August, was not expected to be back in the season at all, and here he is now. He has had a pretty good playoffs. He's fumbled a couple times in a very crucial moments, but overall he's going to be a game-changer versus Joe Mixon out of Oklahoma, who has been unbelievable drafted in 2017 and has been, honestly, one of the most underrated running backs in the NFL since coming into the league. The one advantage I think the Rams have in this is their D-line versus that Cincinnati offensive line. It's been talked about. We already know it. The Cincinnati Bengals offensive line isn't exactly where it needs to be, in my opinion, for this game. And I think the Rams' D-line with, with Aaron Donald, even with Leonard Floyd coming off the edge, with... Um, Von Miller, newly acquired Von Miller coming off that other edge. It's not going to be an easy day for the Bengals having Joe Bur- keeping Joe Burrow contained and everything like that in the pocket. He's going to be having to scramble and make plays, which he can do, which he definitely can do because he's, he's done that before. He did it against Kansas City a couple times. But they need to protect him because if you give Joe Burrow time to throw, he's going to pick you apart and everybody knows that. And then... Let's not forget now the most important position, the quarterback versus quarterback. Matthew Stafford was the number one quarterback in high school, committed to Georgia. Was the number one quarterback in college, picked first overall to the Detroit Lions. Joe Burrow was the number one quarterback in, in, in high school, recruited to Ohio State, transferred to LSU, was then the number one overall pick to the NFL. These guys have had unbelievable career so far and have experienced so much success but they're also extremely humble which begs us the question is this the most likable quarterback matchup we've ever seen in the super bowl here's what one fan thinks let me tell you that this super bowl might have the most likable matchup that i can think of in recent memory on la we got matt stafford stuck in the wasteland of detroit for the past 12 years he's finally out he gets a shot at the championship this might be his only shot who knows you want to see that guy win one after all he's gone through. Everyone wants to see that guy win one. On the other side, we got Joey B, Joey Franchise. He he's, he seems like he's the new face face of the NFL right now. The media is loving him. He's all I see, and I, it's understandable why. He's won the Heisman. He's won the national championship. Now he's going for the Super Bowl. He could be the first player to do that all within the span of three years. Either way this goes, I'm going to be happy for one of these guys. I honestly do think that these quarterbacks are great, and I'm so happy to see Matt Stafford finally get a chance after he was stuck in Detroit with terrible management, terrible coaching, and all around just terrible support. And then Joe Burrow, man, he won a Heisman two years ago, guys. Two years ago, he won a Heisman, then a national championship, then picked first overall to a team that has not had any success recently, and now is in the Super Bowl. I mean, come on, it doesn't get any better than that. I do have the Rams winning. 31-27 31-27 in a very high-scoring, high affair game. I do think that, that 
there's a turnover that the Rams cause late in the game that ultimately seals the deal. That is my prediction. And I know the Bengals love that because they have been counted out in every game. They weren't supposed to beat the Raiders. They weren't supposed to beat the Titans. And they definitely were not supposed to beat the Chiefs. It is gearing up to be one heck of a Super Bowl. I couldn't be any more excited. But again, that's all the time we have on Post Game Heroics. I'm your host, Matthew Zorvis. Have a great day, and I hope you guys enjoy the great Super Bowl. You've been listening to the content producers, projects produced by the radio broadcasting students at Durham College. Do you have an idea or a podcast to share? Send it to us here at Discovery, the radio show for podcasters on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to New Music on The Region, an interview-based podcast that showcases new music and provides industry insight. I'm your host, Christina Lavecchia, music director at 105.9 The Region. Markham Arts Council is a nonprofit charitable organization that connects local artists and promotes diverse forms of art, including music. To learn about its events, workshops, and artist opportunities, I am speaking with Markham Arts Council's board chair, Stephen Chait, and executive director, Shruti Ganapathy. Welcome to New Music on the Region podcast, Shruti and Stephen. Thank you, Christina. It's a pleasure to talk to you and your listeners about the Markham Arts Council. Stephen, why don't you start us off by telling us about Markham Arts Council and its role in promoting and supporting the arts in Markham. We're a not-for-profit, community-based organization dedicated to growing and promoting arts, culture, and entertainment in Markham for the benefit and engagement of Markham residents and to develop and support local artists and entertainers in their career development. We're now in our 18th year of operation, and we're inspired by the vibrant, diverse, and inclusive arts scene right here in Markham. Shruti, the COVID-19 pandemic has affected various industries, including music. And Markham Arts Council has been supporting local music artists during this time. Can you tell our listeners about those initiatives and the programs you offer? Yes, Christina. We all understand that the COVID-19 pandemic has been challenging, especially for performing artists, you know, as venues were closed and they weren't getting permits to even perform outdoors in with multiple lockdowns, especially during the summer months, which are their busiest months, they've lost revenue for about two years consecutively at this point in time. So to help artists overcome some of these challenges, we've been working closely with them, listening to what their concerns are and trying to create programs that have been relevant and serve their needs during these very challenging times. Some of the programs that we've come up with, especially for performing artists from the music sector, are our experience Markham Music, where we pair local artists with business to help boost tourism economy within the city of Markham. So if businesses are interested in attracting more patrons by using music as a tool, we're more than happy to work with these businesses, uh, connect them with local artists, and MAC would subsidize 50% of the performance fees to ensure that these artists are getting paid a fair living wage, which is one of the major concerns during these challenging times. Another of our initiatives that we came up with to continue to support these artists and allow them to, you know, bill us artist fees uh, was the Artist Unplugged. It's an episode that we air every Thursday on our YouTube channel where we showcase diverse artists from various backgrounds 
that are local within Markham. So they have the opportunity to use our platform, to use our members, to use our audience to further their fan base. We also partnered with the UNL BIA over summer to host music on the street. We were able to allow people to enjoy some live entertainment in the form of busking style outdoor music along various locations on Main Street Unionville. So these were some of the things that we've put in place specifically for people from the music sector to ensure that they're continuing to have opportunities to interact and engage with their audiences. How many music artists are you currently working with? Uh, so we have around about 100 artists from the music background we're working with. We've dramatically increased our roster of performing artists over the last two years, given that that was one of the sectors that was dropped. And so we wanted to come in there and pick up and help sustain them during these very challenging times. Outside the scope of music artists, we also work with a lot of visual artists. Again, a lot of them have lost opportunities to exhibit as a result of venues being closed. They've lost opportunities to be able to connect with newer audiences and things like that as a result of lockdown. So we're trying to help sustain them in a way that we're able to provide these opportunities in whatever limited capacity that we can to help them to continue to engage and grow their audiences during these unprecedented times. Do artists need to be a resident of Markham to work with Mac? Uh, no. So we have a twofold criteria. So you can either be a resident of Markham want to work in Toronto or Brampton or Richmond Hill, and we will be totally willing to support that. Or you're an artist from outside of Markham, but you want to work within the city of Markham. So you want to partner with local businesses. You want to exhibit at local venues. You want to participate in a Markham-based program or activity. And we would support those artists in that case as well. How can an artist become a Mac member? It's super simple. You just have to go onto our website. All of our membership criteria, all of our membership categories are up there. Our membership rates are highly competitive at this point in time, keeping in mind that the pandemic and its adverse effects on the artistic community were continuing to keep our membership rates super low this year. Our individual artist membership is just $30 for the whole year. And our lifetime membership rate right now is just $75. So we're trying to really help artists as much as we can. And we encourage people to take advantage of these super low rates and sign up for their membership now so they can continue to work with the Markham Arts Council within the city of Markham. And are there any current or upcoming programs and or events planned that music artists can look forward to in 2022? Yes, as of now, we're continuing to offer all of our programs that we did in 2021. So artists have a host of opportunities. We would have the Experience Markham Music Program that we intend to continue to subsidize performances uh, at venues within the city of Markham. We plan to bring back music on the street during the summer. We're in talks with other uh, partners to bring more programming, more relevant programming on Markham Road on Main Street Markham, expand our horizons, so to speak. We also have our virtual offerings or our spotlight for visual artists and artists unplugged for musical artists, performing artists. And we have 
are two big events that we do each year, the Arts and Cultural Heritage Celebrations that we host during the month of May in the Culture Days that we usually host between September and October uh, during Ontario Culture Days. And we intend to continue to doing them this year as well. So there are lots of opportunities to look forward to. And, you know, if anybody has any questions on how they can get involved and how they can participate, they're more than welcome to email me at info at com, and somebody from our team will definitely get back to them to start a conversation. And Stephen, to remind listeners, Markham Arts Council is a nonprofit charitable organization. If listeners are interested in contributing to MAC, how can they do that? We welcome donations and contributions by business, by individuals, parents of uh, budding artists, and uh, active members of the arts and culture scene. You can go to our website, MarkhamArtsCouncil.com, and there's lots of information and opportunities. So that's MarkhamArtsCouncil.com for more information on its events and programs. Max Board Chair Stephen Chait and Executive Director Shruti Ganapathy, thank you for joining me on New Music on the Region podcast. Thank you so much for having us, Christina. It was a pleasure. Discovery, the radio show for podcasters, exclusive to 105.9 The Region. Expand your audience and extend your reach. Send us your podcast, info at 1059theregion.com.